Welcome. I'm Chase. And I'm Mike. And this is Fathers Unscripted. Now you know that it never goes exactly how you planned it would. That's where the fun is, not knowing how the story goes. Today, we will be addressing how parents, fathers, use the term aunts and uncles in comparison to actual aunts and uncles, or those considered aunts and uncles based on friendships, relationships, how close they are in the family. It could be a family friend. It could be, you know, a coworker who's close to the family. You know, anything in that regard. Um, there's different aspects between Chase and myself and our families and how we kind of go about that. But I think our views on that usage of aunts and uncles is relatively the same. Oh, agree. Now, my my family, we have technically a couple aunts and uncles close by. Uh, we have uh, two other. Uh, uncles and then one other aunt out of state so we also refer to some friends and some family as aunts and uncles so today the topic uh referring to aunts and uncles is really going to be diving into how we use it and i know a lot of other people feel the same way that we do in using you know aunts and uncles for friends because we want our kids to know you know who they can trust and it's also different in different cultures it's more cultures can use it as this is who you call aunt and uncle regardless because they're older yeah, more of a sign of respect or, yeah sign of respect or you know any older person that you know aunt and uncle or um, basically when i was growing up it was more any family member that you knew was aunt and uncle you said aunt or uncle before you said their name uncle dave aunt terry uncle don like it was just it's a it's a thing that you know different cultures use and everybody uses it a little bit differently but I think touching on this point is a good one too, because not only will we, you know, glide over just the fact that there are aunts and uncles out there that are referred to as aunt and uncles, but it's also more of a safety mechanism too that um, parents will use to let their kids know that, hey, this is your uncle so and so, even though he might not be a family member, you know that once you hear uncle or aunt in front of their name, there's somebody that you can trust. Um, if we have time, we might touch on a different topic down the road at the end of this episode, but we always kind of like to dive into just one topic, but we want to leave that door open. And if we have time, we'll bring that other topic up. But for now, we're just going to dive into aunts and uncles. Um, quick update. If you guys haven't heard already, our email address to reach out to us would be fathers.unscripted at gmail.com if you guys have any questions comments or you know maybe you guys want to pick a topic for us to speak on please reach out to us there and we would be happy to hear from you guys and correspond with you as well um that's the only update so <laughs> <laughs> diving right in chase as always i'd love to hear from you first so let's let's go yeah i think when it comes to the term aunt and uncle i i want my kids to call whoever I'm close with um, or my wife is close with, aunt and uncle. Uh, I, I think, one, it's like you said, it, it allows them to know who to trust, uh, who who is basically family, because family doesn't have to necessarily be blood-related. There are plenty of families that are blood-related and they don't like each other. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. There's plenty of sibling rivalries that 
go well beyond just not liking each other. So I think it, it goes to like who you want to be a part of your family or I guess tribe, right? Like who, who do you want to be part of your community? Um, how much do you want to let them into your life and how much do you want them to pour into your kids? So like I do have close friends that I don't refer to them as an uncle mainly because of, I guess the, we don't share the same, uh, beliefs completely. I get I that. Um, yeah, I get, I get that. So like it, they're still close friends. It's not like I, I, but again, there, there's some things, I guess there's like a checklist. That's not really a checklist. There's a checklist. It's not actual physical checklist, but, um, basically really close friends. And now, now that I'm like older, I have kids. A lot of my friends now have kids. So it's a lot easier just to say like aunt and uncle or like people we grew up with, like we don't see you or your wife very, very much because we're in different States. But when we're together, like maybe once a year, (laughs) if we're lucky, (laughs) but if, if we're together, like my, my boys are going to refer to you as uncle Mike one. It's nice because they don't have any, mics that are other like any other uncle mike so it's like okay yes. that makes it easier and it I mean, we grew up together i i've known you your in, entire life i'm not 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 since you were four or five like your nope. your entire life so see you can use that against me and i use that against aaron <laughs> i've known yes. him his entire life yes you've known me my entire yes. life <laughs> and and so that that's something where i, I think it's important though too because um, when, when I'm referring to an uncle or aunt, it gives that person the authority to, to not, I don't want to say discipline my kids, uh, but it gives them the authority to, to, to mentor them. Uh, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. Like it, and I trust them. I mean, if you're going to hear me say, this is uncle, whoever, aunt, whoever, uh, they also know like one, my, my kids are probably going to go hug you. So that's what's going to happen first. And the Love first it. thing they're going to be like, oh, okay. So if it's uncle and I can hug them. And that, that goes back to what you were saying, the trust thing, which is just super important, who you're going to bring in to your family, who you're going to bring into your, your community. And, and then how are you going to um, incorporate them into that? So that's how we kind of do it. And uh, a, a quick story, and I could be completely off base here, but I remember I was, when I was playing uh, college baseball, we had like four or five Hawaiians on my team and we were hanging out and my actual uncle drove up to the house when they were there. And I said, what's up uncle. And they're like, is that your real uncle or is that just a friend? And I was like dumbfounded. I was like, what? what? Uh... I'm so confused. <laughs> and he was like, well in Hawaii, if it's just someone that's older, you just call them uncle or aunt. And so that's just kind of like what they do out there on the Island. And I was like, Oh no, that's, that's, that's my uncle. But I really like that in terms of it could, you don't have to be blood related to be an uncle or aunt. And so we, we did it, not just anybody. I tried to teach my sons. It's yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am. Uh, for people that are just older, but people that are, I, I feel it could be deemed aunt and uncle. I want them to be called, uh, aunt and uncle. It's a sign of respect more or less towards those people. Yeah. And that's huge because that's kind of, 
um, even using them in re reference to an actual family member, you know, aunt this, uncle that, it's still a sign of respect. Mm -hmm. So carrying that to a friend that your parents see as an equal and potentially watching over your kids or taking care of your kids, then your kids instantly know that it's a sign of respect. And then once they start referring to them as aunt or uncle, they already mentally know that they need to respect this person. They need to listen to this person. They need to follow their direction or leadership or whatever, because now whether you're there or not, they're also in charge. Yes, there's a sense of authority. Yeah, because that's the main one for us. Um, speaking on on my terms with our situation, we have I, – I got a brother who lives 10 minutes away. Then I got another brother who lives probably 45 minutes to an hour away, depending on traffic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of my – one of my brothers and his uh, wife are the godparents. And in our in our religion, it's not really a thing. We just kind of refer to them as, you know, our godparents for us. The kids don't refer to them as godfather and godmother. Yeah. They just refer to them as aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. But uh, they don't really see them as much as we would hope. And I'm you're in, obviously in the same situation because of where your family is and where they're spread out. So you don't see them as much. But the 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 friend aspect for us is a lot more important because they're using the aunt and uncle in a lot more regard in reference to my friends. Yes. And like today, my I'm talking to my kids and I'm asking them what they're gonna do tomorrow because daddy's gonna be gone hitting eighteen holes, baby. <laughs> and I, and she goes, Oh, we're going to Auntie Bree's house. And I know that there is no sister of mine named Bree. But that's Auntie Bree because that's Ellis's friend, a good longtime best friend, and she's Auntie Bree. And there's Auntie Pilar and there's Auntie Anna. And so I know who those people are, and the kids know that those are people that they, they need to look up to and respect and also obviously listen to. And then also on my friend's side, there's you know Uncle Todd, Uncle Brad, or Uncle Bubba. <laughs> and and they always since they've learned that and they recognize that and they know that that's what they, we refer to them as, because I don't, I don't say Brad to them. I say Uncle Bubba. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, we're going to go to Uncle Bubba's house or whatever. So the kids already know who I'm talking about, and they already know that when they get there, that that's Uncle Bubba. It's always Uncle Bubba. It's always going to be Uncle Bubba. As, as long as they get maybe, – maybe eventually they'll get to an age to where they eventually call him Brad because they know he's not really their uncle. But it also might stay that way, which is cool to me. I want to kind of let them know too that they can always – and they have uh, – my friends have already said that you can always refer to me as Uncle Bubba or Uncle, Aunt, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I like that because it doesn't change as they grow. It stays the same. So it doesn't change for them mentally, and they always can know and understand that they can trust this person throughout their entire life as long as they know them or as long as they know them and as long as they're around them they're always going to have that respect level which is what i care about when um, they're around them my main issue is respecting them listening to them and following their boundaries as well because especially when we're at somebody else's house there might be different ground rules at somebody else's house Granted, the overall rules for life stay the same, <laughs> but the ground rules for, you know, where the kids can play, yep. if they can run through the house or whatever, you know, hopefully, you know, I don't really uh, like my kids running through the house because of our basically concrete floor, even though it's tile. <laughs> it's like, 
they slip and fall. It's, it's just, it's a trip to the hospital basically. But you know, there's different rules in different places. And the person that they know is going to set the ground rules is either that aunt or that uncle. And they know that as soon as they get there. And that's why I've always liked that aspect of referring to them as aunt or, aunt or uncle, because it also puts in their mind where they sit at that person's house, where they know that, granted, this isn't my dad, this is my aunt or uncle, and the respect level still needs to be the same. And you can see it too, which is what I really, really like. You can see that when they refer to them as aunt or they take a second to say uncle or whatever, they they pause and they can kind of get that level out there of understanding and listening to that person and waiting for a response rather than doing the whole child game of whining and complaining and meh, where it's, it's an even keel, Uncle Bubba, can we do this? Or Auntie Bree, can we do this? Or I'd like to do this, Auntie Bree. Is that okay? It's like I love hearing that because it's just like saying mom or dad. Yeah, and and I, I, I I've always appreciated that well, out of that aspect. Well, what's what's cool is like you bring that a, a good point too because you also get to engage uh, in the lives of these people that you're calling uncle and aunt. So we have a an uncle Jake, and we actually use this a lot when we're in Oklahoma. We run around any actual blood family. So anyone that we hung out with a lot, like they just turn into uncle and aunt really, really quickly. And you can even see it um, in the, these adults faces. They're very proud of being called uncle or aunt, but we have, yeah, totally. We, uncle Jake was a, or is a, a firefighter. And so, he invited us over to the station so that the boys could see fire trucks when they were much younger. They were obsessed with fire trucks. We had like a hundred <laughs> of them in the house and all the, the side note, fire truck toys and batteries just don't die. The siren lives forever, <laughs> forever. But another uh, side it, note, we take all those batteries out of our toys. <laughs> yes. The battery monster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they were younger, they were obsessed with them. And so I thought it'd be cool to to go over to the fire station uh, when we had a chance. Jake invited us, and we were there when the boys were, I think, three and two or four and three. I don't know. But about a couple months ago, uh, Kyrie, who is now eight, was like, hey, when do we get to see Uncle Jake? And I was like, well, who's Uncle oh, Jake? That's cool. Just to see. He's like, he's the firefighter. And so just being able to like match and build some type of bridge of a relationship between like my sons and my friends now who I obviously trust is a uh, really cool to see. And I, I told Jake that cause he was like, I, I bet your boys don't even remember me. Uh, and I was like, no, I, I, well. actually <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Kyrie wanted to know when we were going to see you next. Cause you're the firefighter and we, he wants to see the trucks again. So I, I think, and he, he was, you would tell he was like really excited that Kyrie even remembered him, but yeah, but that's something where if you, he obviously one is fire trucks and it's a memorable moment for a three and four year old, but he obviously had some type of impact on a kid for the kid to remember who this quote unquote uncle is and then what he did. Especially at that age. Yes. Yeah. yeah ex Especially at that age. He was, I know for a fact, Kyrie's not even five when we did that. So 
that is just really impressive uh, that that you can make an impact. And I'm, I, you know, me being a former coach, I'm all about people impacting other people, finding mentors that can really like help you through life, since life can suck and it can be hard sometimes. Yeah. And so finding aunts and uncles that can also be good at mentoring your own kids, they're going to have a different point of view on life. And that's why, like, if you keep them as uncles and aunts, like you at least align somewhere. But it's a it's a just a oh. different point of view. Um, not a different view. There's a different point of view, not a different view. So <laughs> yeah, there's a little difference yes. there. <laughs> and, and then when we moved to, uh, Kansas, we were re- really close to another good friend of mine, uh, Tim and his wife, Casey, and they were uncle Tim and auntie Casey. And the boys ask all the time. When are they going to see? Because we were so we live so close to them. We live like less than a mile away from them up in Kansas. And so we would go over there all the time. I'd bring the boys to practice. So we're just around them. And they asked me, <clears throat> let's see, it was like 10 days ago, maybe. They were like, when, when, does, when are we going to see Aunt, uh, Auntie Casey and Uncle Tim? Are they going to come out here and visit? Are we going to go visit them? Uh, then I got, cool. yeah, I got to explain to them that they moved and they're, they live far away. But the fact that they remember that, they, they love – talking to their aunts and uncles. Um, I get asked once a week at least, like, can we FaceTime uncle or aunt so-and-so? And it usually rotates, which is kind of nice too. It's on the constantly just FaceTime my brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they want to, they, they, they remember their aunts and uncles and they, they want to, they want to see them. And I think oh, that's really man. cool because we don't get to, we've moved a lot. Uh, we don't, we have very few, really strong relationships that the boys are a part of. And so when they do remember the few and they want to like know what their aunts and uncles are doing, it's, it's really cool. I was going to say, um, you, you guys definitely did move around a lot when they were younger and you literally were not around, you know, blood relatives and you, your guys's family situation is a prime example of, you know, using that aunt and uncle and the aspect of, people that the parents trust around their kids and want their kids to be comfortable with by themselves. And because for us, we've kind of lived in the same area since we moved back from Utah. We've literally been in the same area the entire time since we've had kids. So my kids have been you know, lucky enough to be around the same quote unquote aunts and uncles their entire lives. We haven't had to change that. They've they've grown up around them so their comfort level and their their trust and respect level has grown along with getting to know their aunts and uncles that aren't actually their aunts and uncles so there's there's two different aspects too which is like which is why i like these conversations that we have about all these topics because it's two totally different you know scenarios um one thing that is tough too is deciding personally who you want your kids to refer to as an aunt and uncle because yes. sometimes you <laughs> your kids meet these people for the first time and you're like this is as a blank name this is john or this is jake or whatever mm-hmm. and they're like oh is, this is an uncle you're put in that spot right in front of this person and granted they might might not understand or know you know what the whole issue is behind all that but your kids do yep so that's a that's a huge point to make 
to your kids too is that when they understand an aunt and an uncle and who they are and what they're all about, they start to question certain things about, mm-hmm. oh, well, this isn't an aunt, this isn't an uncle. And then they're already starting to understand, well, it's not the same relationship that I have with my other aunts and uncles. Yes. No. And that's a that's a big one for me too, because it kind of this is kind of a side note going along with all this stuff. But growing up, um, we didn't we didn't refer my my parents didn't do that for us growing up. I took it upon myself <laughs> to call uh, my friends, aunt and uncles, aunt and uncle, like your family. Mm-hmm. I called whoever you called aunt and uncle. I called yep. aunt and uncle. Yeah, no, that's that's true. <laughs> uncle Doug. Yep, <laughs> yep, you're right. Aunt Shirley, like everybody. I just yeah. Anybody in your family that you referred to them that way, I did too because my parents also knew that they were trustworthy and I could be safe around them. Yes, but it it wasn't widely used. Like, um, for instance. Uh, Mrs. Whitmer growing up, I didn't refer to her as Aunt Whitmer or Aunt Susan or anything. It was Mrs. Whitmer Mm -hmm. because we had the military aspect of, you know, sir, Mrs., ma'am, whatever, you know, that kind of aspect of things. So it was more of a respect issue. And my parents let me know that uh, you respect these people. So I've always called (laughs) Mrs. Whitmer. Mrs. Whitmer, yes. even though she said, oh, you can call me Susan. I'm like, yeah, it's drilled into my brain. Yeah, I can't get that in my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to change. Mrs. Sorry. Whitmer for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm a grown man. It's still Mrs. Yes. Whitmer. But um, we, had a, we had a password growing up. Um, I'm not going to share that password because that's private. And we still kind of use that password to this day. But we it's had a, a password. It's America if anyone wants to know. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was like a totally random thing, but it made total sense to us. And um, luckily, we've never had to be tested by this password. And what I mean by this is that my parents gave us the confidence that if somebody pulled over and said, oh, you, would you guys like a ride home? We could be like, oh, yeah, sure. What's the password, though? So that's that's where it was used. And that's where you know we always had that in the back of our mind as a password. But today for us it's kind of we they my kids or my oldest kid knows the password but she also knows that if it's an aunt or uncle that you know you can trust this person yeah so grant granted not all the aunts and uncles know the password but we've relayed to them that when you're calling somebody an aunt or an uncle you can trust them just like they do know the password Yes. So it's like if if Uncle Bubba came by the house and said, "Hey, I gotta give you guys a ride or whatever. Or I'm gonna I'm here to pick you guys up from the the playground or whatever," which would never happen. But in in a scenario that I can pull out of my butt, yes. that's one I can I yes. can think of. They know already that they can trust this person, and that's that's one of the main ones for me is letting my kids know that they can trust somebody, another parent that's not their mom and dad, because in the world that we live in now. And the situations that a lot of kids get into mm-hmm. and they don't know otherwise, it's like, well, if they're not an aunt or an uncle, there's no way. Like you're you're not doing anything with this person. Yes. Regardless if they say that they know me, regardless if they say that they said they're gonna come and give you a ride. They're not an aunt or an uncle. Well, and uh I believe well, what's the story behind Grandpa Ed? Because that's a that was I know we're talking about aunts and uncles and I just talked about Grandpa Ed, but <laughs> <laughs> he he was your neighbor, and yeah. I think what I mean, even I refer to him as Grandpa Ed. I don't know. What, do you have what's the story there? Because I know that we have very close neighbors. Growing up, uh, the the Hearts, 
they were yep. very close to my family. I, I, they had three, three kids. We played with them all the time, but we didn't refer to them as aunt and uncle. But then I'd go to your house and there was grandpa Ed and it <laughs> as a seven year old or eight year old or whatever the heck I was, I was like, what is you live next to your grandpa? So the story behind grandpa Ed, he was an old world war two vet. Like literally the movies you guys think of, I'm blanking on his name right now, where he's sitting down on the porch yelling at all the kids. <laughs> um, I can't think of the, the Eastwood. Yes. Clint. Clint Eastwood. So that movie, that was grandpa Ed. <laughs> he was, he, he had, he was a little racist and he was a little older than everybody else. He was old. But the dude, the dude fought in Guadalcanal, like the very beginning of world war two for, you know, as, as far as the Pacific front, he started there and went through it all. And then he got out and he was just, he was a veteran. So my dad being a serviceman, um, he, I, I'm almost positive that he asked if the kids could call him Grandpa Ed. And that's what I'm going off of from memory. But like literally, I, I was a kid too. And we just, it was always just Grandpa Ed. And I think more of that was a respect thing. He had one grandkid and he saw him intermittently. I, so I, yeah, think too, I, I never saw just, that kid. Yeah. And I think too, he just liked being called Grandpa. Cause he didn't get to be called grandpa that often. So like another, a more backstory on him. Like we would go over and we would just hang out with him at his house. Um, a lot of people think that he was just some creepy old, old dude, but like, dude, he was awesome. No, we he was, just sit. he was really cool. He was really cool. And like we would play uh baseball in our backyard and we would <laughs> lose ball. We would lose balls over the fence. And like a lot of people think that he was just some, creepy dude looking over the fence at us but no he was just a guy who wanted to have grandkids around and he didn't really have any around so he would like look over the fence at us he'd watch and he'd, like watch yeah. us play baseball he would throw the ball he would make comments yeah and i, I don't know it, it was just he was a great person to have around so i think ju- it was just more of a respect thing like you call him grandpa ed also because my parents wanted us to know that we could trust him and two that it was also a respect thing because I only had one grandfather and we called him Papa. So to have another person in my life that we referred to as a grandfather figure, Grandpa Ed, it was also a really cool thing for us to have somebody right next door that we could see every day and call him Grandpa because literally on the other side of our house was (laughs) Mrs. Martinelli. But Mrs. Martinelli... If you guys know Martinelli apple cider, we lived next to a Mrs. Martinelli. So that was another totally different relationship, but another totally old lady who lived to be like 102. Yes. But it was like those two dynamics on each side of the house. It was like we basically had a grandmother on this side because she lived by herself. And then we had Grandpa Ed who lived by himself with his, I think his daughter still lived with him at the time. But it was more, I'm pretty sure it was just more of a respect thing. Yes. I remember that because... And then as, as they got older and we got older, we probably caused way more havoc and stress in their life. But I remember them oh, being yeah, a little a less tolerant of us. <laughs> we had a pea bush in the front yard that we had to go <laughs> take breaks and they never saw us. But <laughs> oh. forgive me, Grandpa. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, I, I, I do remember Grandpa Ed, though, because like, like you said, he would, he would um, it was almost like, uh, was it Wilson in, in Home Improvement? 
So, <laughs> and he would just yeah. kind of like, like just watch us. And it wasn't anything other than he would make conversation. He would cheer for us because we'd always playing like wiffle ball or, or something in the backyard. Um, and he was always, Constantly. if he heard us like playing, he would just come out and uh, usually your mom would come out and talk with him. Uh, or I don't know if your mom made lemonade for everyone or he would make lemonade for everyone, but uh, my mom, not him. Okay. I wasn't sure. I don't remember, <laughs> but I'm glad you remember, but it was just really cool. Cause he would be a part of us playing. And then when we would play army in the backyard, he would obviously give up our positions if we were hiding. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> but he, he was a really, really cool uh, individual to have around. And then I just remember as he got older and we got older, there's just like, we just saw him less because we probably weren't playing in the backyard as much now, but he was also getting older, just staying inside. But so going back to the Clint Eastwood <laughs> movie <laughs> scenario, we would, you know, draw chalk lines in the front yard on the sidewalk, like we were making a street and he would make us wash off the chalk that was in front of his house because he didn't want it in front of his house. I think I remember that. But it's like it's it's on the sidewalk. It's not your property. He's like, I don't want it in front of my house. Wash it off. So he'd make us wash it <laughs> yes, off. Sir. He would he would yell at us when we got on his lawn. Yeah, his lawn was trash. Oh my gosh, I I remember. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Like Grandpa Ed in the backyard was super nice. Grandpa Ed in yeah. the front yard, you don't go on he his lawn. <laughs> you, don't, you don't go on his lawn. I remember that. Now that yeah. you say that, he would sit on his porch. Yes. He would sit on his porch in a chair and he would yell at us. Yes. And don't go in my lawn. And it, the lawn was like seven things of grass. Like it was not a good lawn. More weeds than grass. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what? Oh, and As man. a chore growing up, we would go and mow it. I'm like, we're mowing weeds. <laughs> Why are we mowing his lawn for it? <laughs> it's weeds. <laughs> I remember that. Because it's nice and you respect him. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember that. <laughs> but like. In talking about it and like saying things out loud, it was a respect thing. You still respected the guy regardless. Yes. Because also too, it was there was a totally different scenario because he was in the military and I mean, the dude served in World War II. It was, it's a, it's a people in my eyes when I was that age, all anybody who served was a hero to me. Yeah, still should because be because it's like yeah, and what he did until we turned ten is that he wouldn't. When it was our birthday, we'd go over to his house. He'd sit us down. He'd have a little talk. Happy birthday, blah blah. And he'd give us a real silver dollar. I remember that. I have a silver. I, I had a silver dollar. I don't know where it is now, but I remember getting one from him. Yeah, my dad has all of them because he pawned us. He's like, either you can have the silver dollar, or you can penny. have this dollar bill. No, he'd be like, you can have this dollar bill. You can actually spend. You can't spend the silver dollar. <laughs> I will trade you ten pennies. Ten pennies for this silver dollar. No, we learned that trick from a firefighter. He would be like, I'll give you a penny for a dime. We're like, that dime that you have, this penny is bigger. I'll, I'll trade you. <laughs> so we, we learned that con job when we were pretty young too. But it was just – it was always a respect thing with him. And we always, you know, gratefully respected the guy for what he did and what he did for our freedoms for, you know, kids causing havoc in the yard. You know, in our eyes, as especially as I got older, it's like, you know, this guy fought for those freedoms in our life. And that I greatly – appreciated him and having him as our neighbor growing up it it's something that most kids never ever get to have especially you know now because there's not a whole lot of world war ii veterans we actually have one down below who's 98 years old oh that's awesome which is pretty which is pretty cool we i've talked to him a couple times but 
you know, kids don't have that these days. They don't realize the importance of people like that. So it was a blessing to have him close by. But the whole grandpa thing, it was just, it was just a respect thing. No, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that, t- that totally slides into what we're talking about too, because, you know, granted, none of my kids, there is. So my boss at work, Dave, he is a family friend that I've known since I was in high school when I met his son at, um, at Monta Vista. Um, so my kids refer to him as Papa Dave because they know that he's a, a grandfather figure and they always ask about Papa Dave. You know, when I, my kids pull up to me and visit me at work, they always ask, can we go see Papa Dave? And so we pop out of the car and they go see Papa Dave. So like, that's kind of, what's cool is I can kind of carry that on to that somebody else in their lives. That's not a grandfather can actually be called, you know, grandfather in a sense. And they can treat him with the same respect. And it's also reciprocated because he's great with the kids. And that's just like Grandpa Ed was with us. Mm-hmm. He was great with us. And we learned a lot from him. No, and that's, and that's I guess, doesn't just stay specifically with uncles and aunts. Um, yeah. Because I know that uh, so your, your parents came and visited us actually last weekend. And we referred to your dad, our boys do, as uh, Grunkle Ed. So a little, a little half of <laughs> grandpa and uncle. That's awesome. And I don't know who came up. I don't know. Mary Joy, my wife, probably came up with something like that. or it, That or it was your mom. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. But we're trying to figure out because um, your dad is more of a dad to me, which would make the, him more of a grandpa to my boys. But also the he, he wasn't like always ever really around my mm. boys. But – I believe out of all, like my sister is down in, in San Diego, so she hasn't been around, but like out of all of the kids, your family and mine, I think I was the first one to have kids roaming around our parents. So like Kyrie and Ryder got to meet your mom and dad before anyone on your side had kids, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And so we're trying to figure out that dynamic of like, okay, is it aunt? Is it uncle? Is it grandpa? Like, what do you guys want to be called? And they didn't know yet, right? Because they didn't have any grandkids yet. And so yep. it was like trying to figure out. And I think, I don't, I don't know what they call your mom now that I think about it. Because my, my kids refer to them as Nani and Granddad. Yeah. And so my, my mom's also referred to as Nani. So I don't think they, call, maybe it's. That's where my mom got it from. Yeah. I'm trying to. Again, our families share a lot of things, uh, yeah. names being one of them. <laughs> but uh, it was just kind of cool because they, they have their own dynamic. It was really cool. They 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 visited us, I believe, in Oklahoma. They visited us maybe in Kansas or Oklahoma twice. I can't remember. I mean, it's all the it's Midwest. probably Oklahoma twice. Yeah. And then now in Washington. And it's really cool to watch your parents engage. Like, they're just like – their own grandkids like they they ask my boys questions they are very engaged with them and they don't have to be um and it's it's very it's very cool to watch that so your parents actually came out and watched Kyrie play flag football for an ungodly amount of times like three hours or something and it was yeah. raining I was talking to my dad about that earlier he stopped by the shop and dropped off some cookies for everybody and we were talking for a while and he's like yeah they played one game and then they played another game. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, it was really cool though, because um, your youngest brother's out here in Washington and he came also like he came out to watch uh, Kyrie and 
it was just really cool. So my mom was out here, your your parents are out here, and then your youngest brother was out here, and they're all there to watch Kyrie play. They didn't they didn't go out to Washington to watch my son play a flag football game, but they were out there. They all attended, <laughs> and I know that. Of course, they did. And, and I know that you know they're cheering for him, and he felt like he was on top of the world. And he says this all the time, which is really cool. My my oldest is pretty aware of things. Um, but he also has no feel at times, like just randomly just like hug me in public and say, I love you, dad, like super loud. And it's just like not at the right time. Like it's awkward. I don't know. Anyways, he'll do this all the time <laughs> when there's a lot of people that are close to us. Yeah. So if it's uh, aunts and uncles, just anyone that's close, if we're at a dinner table and we're eating a meal together, he always looks at me or my wife and goes, are we a family? We're a big family, aren't we? Every single time. And it was cool. So, we're, That's cool. yeah. And so we're sitting there eating pizza, uh, dinner of champions, and uh, mm. everyone's around the table. And he looked at my wife and goes, We're a big family, aren't we, mom? It's like, Yes, we are. And it couldn't be more truer because it literally was my mom, my two other parents that are just not blood, but they literally raised me. Um, the Your youngest brother, who's actually born on my dad's birthday which was there. So it's just a really cool that like my oldest son refers to people that he understands are close to us, my, my wife. And automatically when we're eating a meal, which is a pretty good, like together time recognizes that we're all a family. Totally. Cause I, I'm assuming that your family is the same too. It's like, we've always kind of cherished that dinner time moment. Yeah. Especially growing up. I mean, when my, when my wife works, it's a scramble. That's always, yes. I, you know what I mean yes. by this. <laughs> but yes. Like today, it was throw it all together, please eat this. Yes. And please be full so you can sleep well. I made mac and cheese but tonight and it was delicious. I made that last night. Okay. Uh, what did I What did I give them tonight? I don't even remember what I gave them <laughs> What they ate. And it was good. But <laughs> I ate it. That's all that matters. <laughs> but it's always uh, – that dinner time is always referred to a family moment. And when I was growing up, it was always a family moment. Everybody sat at the table. Yep. You know, we said grace and ate our meal together as a family. That was where the conversations were had during, uh, about their day and everything like that. It was, and in a sense, it was like the ideal family dinner, you know, growing up as kids. And it's, it's been hard to do that now because of, you know, our family dynamics of the wives are nurses and they work nights. Yeah, your your but, mom was very. I, I I mean, my mom was too, but I remember specific. Your mom was very intentional about eating dinner at the table because when we were over, we always ate at the table. Like that wasn't a, mm -hmm. that was it. Like, yeah, rem, there was no other option. There was yeah. Your hey, dinner's done. Everyone at the table. Um, it's very intentional. I, I believe when you guys were over, my mom probably did something similar. But like my my dad would come home for dinner after a long day of work and the last thing he probably wants to do is sit down at a table with like seven boys. Yeah. We would sit at the table and he would sit on his chair. Yes. To get away from us. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I totally got yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I get it now. I definitely yeah. get it now. Um, but I remember because we talked about this in a, a last, a couple episodes ago about how your dad's work schedule. So like if your dad wasn't home, your mom could have easily just said, okay, here's the food, eat, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But she still, was, I mean, even when your dad was working, very intentional, making sure everyone's at the table, the great conversations. I still don't know how much, how your, our, our, our mothers more than anyone had this type of parent, like patience. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm still trying to figure that one yeah, out. Yeah, that's a that's a equation that might take me my entire life to solve. But again, being intentional with dinners, being intentional with who you call family, being intentional of who you want in your inner circle as a family, like family, is very important. And the old adage of it takes a village to raise kids or whatever that adage is, uh, it's true. The more help you have in terms of just support, not watching your kids, that helps, but like just support with morals and building character and confidence in your, your kids that doesn't come from you all the time. Uh, yeah, it, it can create some pretty awesome human beings in my opinion. And I mean, again, we'll, we'll get to see in 10 years, I guess, when, when my kids start becoming adults and making their own probably dumb decisions. But right now it's been great. Uh, and it's, it's, it's very encouraging when we get around what we call family. Yeah. I think to touch on that too, it's, um, somebody else that the kids can go to when they get older that will listen to them just like their mom and dad would listen to them. Yes. But they will have, like you said, a similar viewpoint, if not the same viewpoint on a lot of things in life. So they might got, they might get the same advice that they would get from us, but they might listen to it a little bit differently when it's coming from an aunt or uncle. Yeah. And that's, that's another huge point when you start uh, touching on when the kids get older, because um, as we all know, when we got through our teenage years, sometimes we didn't want to talk to mom or dad. Um, granted I didn't have my aunts or uncles close that I could talk to Mm -hmm. because most, most of my family lives down in LA or, um, in a different state. So I couldn't refer to them for conversation or whatnot because we didn't have cell phones. It wasn't reaching out that easily. And I'm not a good phone call conversation (laughs) person, especially as a kid. But, um, that's, that's a huge part for me is, you know, letting the kids know that they can also come to their aunts and uncles when they have a question or something personal that they, they want to talk to that they think that they can only talk to their mom and dad about, but no, they can also talk to their aunts and uncles about it too. Well, a, a quick example, and I guess we could wrap with this is, uh, so a good friend of ours, uh, Cooper, our boys refer to him as uncle Cooper. He's been surprisingly at my house every single time my wife's gone into labor. Um, but he, our, our relationship with him is very interesting. They call him uncle Cooper though. Uh, he's great with the boys, but going back to like very simplistic, this has nothing to do with anything serious, but like Kyrie really won't listen to me when it comes to doing anything around football. I'll tell him how to do something and he kind of like tries it, but then he's over it. Anything that Cooper says about football is like the 10 commandments. It's Cooper could tell. It's a tablet. Yeah, it's if Cooper tells him to do something, he's gonna do it when it comes to football. And so that again, if you can find people that are close that have the same, you know, beliefs or whatever, and can get the attention of your kids and get the the message across, whatever you're trying to get across, it just helps um, the foundation of building character, I think. And so. That, I just wanted to share that because, again, football is very uh, irrelevant, I guess, in terms of building anybody. But it's the same thing, though. It, my son won't listen to really anything I have to say when it comes to football. But anything that Cooper says, it's it's golden, it's permanent, and it's like le- like legal. It is like that's, that is the word. It's the word of football. <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, 
my, my, my final thoughts is find, find people that you can become close with. If you don't have them already, uh, your close friends that you do have, get them, get them involved with your family. If you trust them, uh, that you don't need to call them aunts and uncles to make them part of your family. It might just be, sir, might be ma'am. It could just be by their first name. It could be by their last name, Mrs. Mr. Whatever. Um, but get, get people in your inner circle, in the community, in your family, and it does not have to be blood related to be called family. Um, but that's my final thoughts for this episode. And then I'll let Michael close it out. I was just going to, you kind of touched on what I was about to say, which is like a a point of advice for any parents out there kind of questioning this topic or idea that we have about calling people who aren't actual blood answer uncles. It's like we said, think about somebody that you would want your kids to trust and respect. And that kind of really falls into line with how we go about calling people aunts and uncles in reference to our kids calling them that. Really think about it first because there are some people you don't necessarily trust fully around your kids and don't want them to, you know, give your kids advice or whatever, especially when they get older and they start to grow up. But um, really think about it first. And of course, too, also ask that person. Ask that person if it's okay that your kids call them aunt or uncle because they might not want to be referred to that. They might have a different belief system on that whole entire view. And it's respectful, obviously, to make sure that they're on board with, you know, how you're raising your kids. Because obviously, if you're about to call them aunt or uncle, they're already on board with everything. And it's not even a question. But, you know, make sure that that's a point that you make. Ask that person first. Um, and then also too, have that conversation with your kids, let them know that, you know, if you're referring to this person as an aunt or uncle, you can trust them just like you trust mom or dad, because you're, you yourself, the parents put that trust in those people that when they are taking care of your kids or talking to your kids, that they're going to say the right things or say things that won't go fully against you. It might not be the right thing sometimes. And sometimes kids need to hear that from other people because it gives your chance, your kids a chance to grow in a different way too. So as far as advice, it's just think about every aspect of it, you know, referring to your kids or talking to your kids about referring to other people that way, and then refer and talk to those people that want to, you want your kids to be called that and make sure it's okay with them as well. Again, uh, to let everybody know our email address, I said it in the beginning, I'm going to say it at the end, because I want you guys all to know that we are always open to topics, ideas, comments. Um, if you like us, if you don't like us, we still want to hear about it. Yeah. So email, <laughs> email address is the name of the podcast, fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. Fathers dot unscripted at gmail.com please reach out let us know how we're doing let us know if you hate us let us know if you like us we don't care we just like to hear from our fellow fathers fellow mothers because i know there might be mothers listening to us too um looking for insight on possibly how fathers function do the do the the deal function (laughs) try to function we might (laughs) we might not be doing it the right way but this is the way that we're sharing with the world so we hope you guys continue to listen to us and please Make sure you check in, follow us, like us, give us some comments and reviews on the sites that you follow us and listen to us on. And like we've tried to continue to do one episode a week, we will definitely continue this and keep this ball rolling. So thank you, everybody. Thank and you. Take care. Now you know that it never goes exactly how you planned it would.
That's where the fun is Not knowing How the story goes